Welcome to the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast with psychologist Dr. Doreen Downing. Listen in as Doreen interviews people who felt they didn't have a voice or who suffered extreme speaking anxiety. You'll hear stories about how they struggled to speak up, what they did to find their authentic voice, and the confidence they now feel to speak up and make an impact. If you want to get started right away to find your voice, download Doreen's free 7-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. And now, here is Doreen. Hi, I'm Dr. Doreen Downing, and I'm host of the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast. On this podcast, I invite guests who have had some kind of struggle with speaking anxiety somewhere in their life, whether it was from an early trauma or a childhood situation whether it was them trying to move into the social world of high school with peers and trying to get approval, maybe there was some bullying, or perhaps it might have shown up later in life in college trying to uh, give presentations in these classrooms and be competitive. And speaking of competitive, that is what the work world is about. And oftentimes people find that they lose their voice when they go to work, and have to fit into a particular kind of corporate environment. So whatever that is, we get to hear the story, plus we get to hear whatever this journey that they took to find their voice, and now what they get to do because they have a voice that gets to express their gifts and their passions. So today, I get to welcome my friend, Corey Gouge. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her because she's a business by heart mentor, writer, author, and speaker. And she's been coaching, teaching, and writing on personal and relational and business growth and communication for over 20 years. And her fascination with human behavior and language led her to earn her BA in psychology and MA in uh, inter cultural communication. Boy, Corey, that sounds like my journey too. This is going to be fun to hear hear about what you did. Uh, Her love of adventure led her to several multi-country solo overseas trips. Wow. And to thriving and working abroad for close to three years. And in her work as a business by heart mentor, she guides transformational coaches to unlock their clarity for aligned attraction, and to grow their businesses from their divine purpose. Oh, in a way, Corey, I felt like I was reading my bio. I love it. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure we have lots and lots to talk about. But let's start since this is about Find Your Voice and how you changed your life because you found it. Somewhere along the line, you started by not having a voice. Let's let's start there. In any history, family, any kind of connections you've already been able to make, just share with us your story about not having a voice. Yes. Well, thank you so much for uh, having me here, Doreen. I feel really honored to be on your podcast. And I'm super passionate also about just the power of voice because I didn't have one for a long time as, you know, growing up in a pretty chaotic household my stepdad wrestled with bipolar disorder. And so I learned at an early age to walk on eggshells around him. And he actually nicknamed me mouse because I was so quiet and just kind of hiding because I saw that a lot of times when 
my sister or myself wanted to speak our opinion. There was no room for differences of, of opinion around him. And so it was, it led to a lot of conflict. And as a child, conflict is scary. So I just learned, okay, well, I'm not going to share my opinion. Just going to kind of hide. And of course that, like many people probably experience, makes you turn into a people pleaser. <laughs> so ended up just wanting to please others and not really make a decision about what I wanted and um on that path, you know, lost a lot of, of our life, right? You miss a lot of what you really want because you're just doing what everyone else wants you to do. Do you want me to continue on how I found or just? Well, let's go back because that situation and then being, there's both the identity, somebody gave you a name and then you taking it on because sometimes people are given an identity and then they say, no, that's not me. And they refuse it. But somehow you felt that you needed to, for your own safety, I guess it was Mm -hmm. a protective decision uh, to, to become somebody who was much more quiet. Uh, What about your mom? Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you picked up on that because it's true. Like you said, we can deny or not accept the identity given to us by others. But for some reason, I took it on as my identity. And my mom was the same. She was very much a conflict avoider. And so in a people pleaser as well. And so I kind of took on that as, you know, imitating my mom of, okay, I need to please people. I need to, you know, make sure I'm taking care of everyone, not making a fuss. When I saw my sister and my stepbrother who were more uh, willing to <laughs> speak their opinions. I saw with my stepbrother, some violence with my stepsister, a lot of just uh, yelling and, and, and high conflict. And so watching those two, well, those are the options I saw. And I thought, well, I think my option is better of just hiding. <laughs> so yes. that was how I kind of learned of to navigate my role in the family was to be sort of the peacekeeper. Yes, and to uh, not have a voice that was louder than theirs. And uh, do you have any kind of memory where you did speak up and you do remember having some kind of negative consequence? Well, one thing that really sticks out, and it's this is, I think, is you know, developmentally as you start to assert your independence as you grow up, and mm-hmm. as an adolescent in high school. I had always wanted to be a writer. And so I told my stepdad, who wasn't an artist, who was a photographer, that I wanted to be a writer. And he shut me down and said, there's no way you can be a writer. You're not going to make any money. You need to do something that makes money. And my mom didn't have that same conversation with me, but she had instilled in me, you need to do something that makes money. So hearing him say, well, writing's not going to make money. You can't go to college for money. And again, instead of being secure in who I am and and knowing this was on my heart and my divine purpose, I shut it down and said, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. So guess what I did? I went and studied engineering. (laughs) Oh my, oh my. (laughs) Cause that's in the time. And I'm still to this day, it was a a career that was known to be, you know, you can make a lot of money as an engineer. (laughs) Oh, well, some of my, I have a client who is a, a woman and an engineer and she's works with me because she has such a challenge in a male dominated world. Did you go into any kind of engineering jobs? I went into the, um, well, so I got in, interested at the time and in wanting to live more of life of adventure. So I wanted to be a air force pilot and to eventually become an astronaut and engineering was the route that I saw as a way to do that. So I actually enrolled into, or 
applied and got accepted into the United States Coast Guard Academy, where I thought I could get into engineering, I could get into flight school, and somehow make my way <laughs> into becoming a fighter pilot. I, don't, I didn't really put those pieces together, but it was it was the avenue I saw. The military was the avenue I saw in order to get me to the moon. <laughs> so, oh my, you know, there's something already because I know you, and you are, you know, already you've spoken divine today on our podcast, but. It seems like there's a part of you who really wants to soar, mm-hmm. you know, and that idea of early on thinking about fighting and flying and going mm-hmm. to the moon feels like metaphorically it it really works. Early right. on, your your purpose was trying to show you something. <laughs> right. So true. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what happened next while you were in that uh, school? Well, so the, the positive thing about that experience was that it was my opportunity to really learn more leadership skills. And in leadership, you have to speak up. And so I found myself in situations where I was nominated to be a platoon leader for a group of incoming cadets and had to be the, you know, in charge of their development and, and training and just being able, being nominated for that role and knowing I had to step into that role. It's interesting what happened. I took it, I took it on, I took on that new identity and found my voice like slowly over time. That was kind of the, the instigating incident where I started to find my voice and say, oh, I'm actually, I am a leader. (laughs) I never knew (laughs) because I'd been a mouse for so long. And so that really pulled out the leader in me that was like excited to guide others and to train others and to watch their transformation and be a part of that. So that was really like fundamental in my development of reclaiming and finding my voice that I loved hearing that the the context demanded something of you but again since I think you and I both have a an appreciation for divine Mm -hmm. (laughs) intervention and maybe some way that purpose is trying to work through us for us to be able to be more of who we can be and what we're here for so Mm -hmm. to hear you talk about uh, learning how to be a leader in this context. And you also said care. And that feels like something that I felt from you and that uh, all of your posts do seem to be coming from a caring place. Mm-hmm. And there you are growing these cadets <laughs> mm-hmm. into being more of who they can be. And uh, But you had to have a voice. Exactly. And, yeah. And, what else about that journey to find your voice? Well, it's interesting because I also felt it wasn't in line with me after I've been in the Coast Guard for three years and had felt this, this tugging on my heart of this is, you know, a really you know noble profession, but I didn't feel it was my calling. And so that was a really difficult decision as, you know, 19, 20 year old thinking I'm going to leave something behind, which everyone values and everyone's proud of me. And this is, you know, on my trajectory to this amazing career. And I'm, I'm here. I'm saying, I'm going to walk away from it (laughs) because I want to study psychology and I want to study, you know, personal transformation. And so that was really hard. And I really had to like ground into my voice and hear a lot of people telling me it was not a good decision. And I mean, I can't tell you how many people, especially in the Coast Guard who, convinced me it was like probably the worst decision of my life. (laughs) 
and family, of course, you know, kind of concerned I was being maybe irrational or, you know, too emotional, whatever it might be, but I stuck to it and, and left the Coast Guard and, and went to school for psychology. So that was a pretty significant event because my identity at that time had been wrapped up, of course, and I'm, you know, I'm a cadet at the United States Coast Guard Academy and I'm going to be in the Coast Guard and have this, you know, amazing career. And now I'm, I don't know who I am. Now I'm, I'm a student again, starting over on my career path. So it was pretty significant. Again, finding my voice, finding who I am, finding my path and trusting my own voice in, in that versus the world's voice telling me I was on the wrong path, making the wrong decisions. <laughs> yeah. I, it reminds me of a Mary Oliver poem. You know, (laughs) yes. And it's, uh, you know, she's at the very end, you know, though the voices were loud, she kept going and going and the only life she could save was her own. And uh, so that what I heard also what you just said about the tugging on your heart Mm -hmm. and the strength of uh, being connected to one's heart feels like it's an important message to everyone today is mm-hmm. what's the truth inside of you? And it feels like our heart is one of the biggest truth tellers, but can we listen to it? And you said a word, you said grounded into your own voice. So I think that's, you know, maybe a tip that we people can take is, so what? how would you say people can ground into their own voice? Well, I would say, and this was kind of what helped me in making that decision was I had seen who I had been when I was thriving. And I noticed this change in me that I wasn't thriving in the way that I knew I was capable of. And it was that internal conflict of, I know this, I'm, you know, a person who wants to thrive and who can thrive and who excels in most situations and finding that I was in a situation where I felt like, I wasn't motivated to thrive. And that really was a concern for me because I knew that's not how we're naturally wired. I think we are naturally wired to thrive, but we have to find our environment and find our calling and our purpose so that we can thrive. So I think there are situations where you're placed in where you're not thriving in, in order for you to see this isn't right for you. And then if you can honor that and say, okay, well, I'm not really sure what's next, but this I know is out of alignment. And so if I'm going to trust my heart and trust my intuition and trust there is something for me where I can thrive. And because in thriving, that's of course may contribute more to other people. When we're suffering and struggling, we're really not much good to many people, (laughs) unfortunately. So because it puts us in that place where we're questioning ourselves, doubting ourselves, and it becomes a very self-absorbed place to be. And so you're not looking at how you can help others. So, cause you're trying to just figure out how to help yourself. So when you're thriving, you're like, Oh, like how many people can I help now? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that was an amazing kind of um, moment there where you really said to people, look at your environments and look at your body as you are in that environment. And what is your body telling you? Are you happy? Are you thriving or not? And then the other thing that I feel like you are telling people is about trust, mm-hmm. you know, that there's, if it's not working, it's not working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's truth in that, but trust that there's a way to find a way to find yourself, find your voice and find where you can get aligned. And I think, you know, people like you who have coaching businesses are you know, once people say, I 
it's not working. It's not working. What do I do? Mm -hmm. They reach out to people like us who have programs that help people find their voice. In fact, I just did a a three-month program and a woman entered because she was in a corporation and feeling like she couldn't speak up. And she now at the end of 12 weeks has uh, applied for other jobs and is finding places where, in in fact, she said in the interview she was about to go to, I'm just going to be myself. And if it doesn't work, then that says that it's not the place for me. So I think that I guess I was just saying how excited I am about giving people opportunities. And so it feels like that's what you do in Tell us a little bit more. In fact, you haven't yet really, but you have shown (laughs) us your wisdom. What do you do for people who feel like they can't thrive and they want more, but they're scared and they don't quite trust yet uh, that it's possible, you know, like they really want, but they don't trust and they find you and they go, well, maybe. So what do you do with people Well, it's interesting that story because a lot of what I do is is helping. So I mostly work with coaches and therapists and guiding them and consultants and guiding them to be leaders in their field. Because when they come to me and most, a lot of coaches in the more, you know, personal development transformation space struggle because there's so much information, there's so many strategies. And a lot of times those strategies in those techniques and tools that everyone is bombarding you with disconnects you from yourself and disconnects you from your heart and your voice. And you think you need to do your business and your coaching and your practice according to someone else's guidelines and and blueprints and strategies and formulas. And so then you lose that trust. You're like, well, I have to do it their way, which means you can't trust yourself to figure out a way to do it your way. And so when they come to me, we relearn or unlearn all the stuff that didn't work and really, I guide them to uncover like their true, like what is their 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 core story about why they can't thrive and why they can't figure it out in the business and why they have to use someone else's strategy and really get into their gifts and how their gifts from that story, from that core story of why they can't, why they're struggling. The gifts that came from that are the gifts that equip them to be an amazing coach and to be an amazing leader. And once they start to see that differently then they see that they wouldn't have been able to be the coach they're meant to be if it hadn't been for those those challenging situations in their life. And as they start to see themselves differently, then they start to speak differently. They start to speak with more confidence. They're more bold in their message. And kind of like your client said, they feel more confident in being authentic and and sharing what's on their heart versus thinking they have to follow a, a template as far as what they need to say when they show up online. Because, of course, when you have a template, you end up disconnecting from what you really want to say because you feel like what you want to say is not important <laughs> or you need to say it in a certain way in order to attract clients instead of speaking from the heart and really letting your voice come through so that you know, and knowing that your voice is going to speak to specific clients who will resonate with your message and, and want to work with you and only you because of your story and your path. Mm. Well, that's partly my purpose in doing the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast. You notice that I didn't give you specific questions <laughs> and that you were supposed to be all prepared with a script and come into this uh, conversation well prepared. And I appreciate your willingness just to step in and have us wander around and see what calls us to speak about There was something you said too just now that I wanted to focus on, and it was 
to me, it really is the whole uh, core, the heart of transformation, you know, the turning lead into gold or whatever kind of metal that then becomes something pretty brilliant. Right. And you said that our life, uh, our lives have difficulty and we can look into that difficulty and see what we learned and how that then points to who we are already in our gifts. And I think that has something to do with your story about being a leader or learning to be a leader in the Coast Guard when you were taking on that position and training people. So that that feels like even though that was not a good place or a good fit for you, you took a lot of lessons. That's where you started to find your voice. So I think the message is from what I just heard from you is any life challenge that or even just trauma, pain, Mm -hmm. uh, complications, being tied up in anything is you know, I don't mean to be too Pollyannish here, is the opportunity to find more of who you really are. Mm, So true. And it is, I think that's my work too, is guiding people back to themselves and really restoring themselves, their relationship with themselves. Because a lot of time with any sort of difficulty or trauma, we tend to attack ourselves. And so how do we restore that relationship with ourselves? So we see, like you said, we can find the gifts and we can honor that we we took on some survival skills <laughs> as children, and maybe those survival skills don't work for us anymore, and they're holding us back, but we can honor that we needed them at the time. I needed to be a mouse at the time, but I don't need to be a mouse anymore, right? So it's, it's honoring those, those survival sort of mechanisms so that you can release them and, and see, well, now I can be a lion, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, that's a great image, mouse to lion, (laughs) the roar. Well, just one more thing. I know that you started with the early experience of of the sense of being a mouse. Somebody said that you took it on. But before that happened, because I think, you know, we're all born with the gifts of who we are and the jewel that's within and the essence of who we are. Do you have a sense of before you were in that situation, what some of your uh, gifts were early as, you know, very, very early, your Mm -hmm. precious self, what was, what would you say she was? Yeah. I mean, I do have memories of being super like the, the compassionate, kind, caring, always, I mean, always with friends and, you know, having, wanting to be on adventures with friends. So creating adventures all the time, you know, going out and creating forts <laughs> and, you know, creating all kinds of fun activities and being a very active, very social, very um, outspoken, I would say, just not outspoken in the in the respect of being um, going out after people, but outspoken in the respect of like speaking and being confident in my speaking and sharing what I wanted to say and inviting people to come along and play with me and just being a very, I would say, secure kid for the most part. So it definitely was a transition to go from this this pretty social, talkable, talkable, talkative child to a child that all of a sudden is like hiding underneath the bar stool, <laughs> or under you know underneath the table because she doesn't want to be seen. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, that's that makes sense because to me it feels like that's the mirror of you because the work that you do 
I, I understand it is like an adventure. You go on adventures with people to find the core of who they are and help them uh, bring that out and get to uh, deliver it to the world with their voice and their message. Yeah. We're coming to an end, and I want to give some space for you to share any final words that come to mind or way that you might want to wrap this up for yourself. Yeah, well, I think part of, you know, being in the coaching space and in, in the space where you're guiding people to transform can be really challenging. And, and I think part of the challenge is part of the work that we do is helping people find their voice so that they, my mission is helping them stand up, speak up and stand out so that they can, instead of feeling like they have to compete, they know that their voice and their message is going to hit the right chord with the right person and not being afraid to stand up and speak out and say something that could be considered a little bit polarizing because that actually the pol- the more polarizing they are, the more they're going to attract the right people and, and get rid of the wrong people. But I think a lot of coaches fear being polarizing. And I even had coaches tell me not to be polarizing in the past. And so it's really guiding them to know their voice is, is sacred and how you use it is important and using it in a, in a, with respect and with love. But of course, you're going to stand up and speak out because why wouldn't you? Because it's coming from a really genuine place of caring versus, hey, look at me, I'm so amazing, which is, you know, people are going to kind of most of the time ignore that after a while. Mm-hmm. So it's coming from more authenticity. And, and it's kind of what we talked about in the beginning is grounding into a place of trust that you can speak what you're meant to speak and can do so with love and can do so in a way that honors you and honors the people who you're speaking to and with. Oh, Corey, this has been wonderful having you share yourself, your story, and this message to the world about how to be who you are and spread spread the love. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing. Thank you so much for having me, Doreen. Thank you for being with us today for this episode of Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. Each person Doreen interviews shares what has helped them find their voice. You can learn from these guests and find your voice so you can be confident to speak up and speak out. And remember to download Doreen's free seven-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll return next time. Until then, goodbye for now.